Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So, as you know, this today, yesterday, and Thursday is a feast of the cross. And this is the major feast of the cross. There are two feasts for the cross. The one we celebrate in September, this one, and that's the major feast. And Queen Helen discovered the Holy Cross. And also, um, uh, Emperor Constantine happened to be at that same time of the year has to have uh, seen that sign in the, in the sky of the cross and say, "Who's the sign you shall conquer. We're celebrating what Queen Helen did, but it just happened to be at the same time years before when Constantine saw that sign when he was fighting Maximian. That was the sign we shall conquer. This, my beloved, changes the history of this planet. That incident of Constantine seeing that sign of the cross changes everything. Those of you who understand history, know this one incident changed everything for the Christians. That's how Christianity became the Christianity that spread all over the whole world from that moment on forward. Um, then Queen Helen discovered the cross. How old was she when she went to Jerusalem from Constantinople? 40? 45? 75. She was in her 70s. She was an old, and we're talking about, we're talking about, what year are we talking about now? 327 AD, just two years after the Council of Nicaea. 327 AD, this is not 2023. She's not going to get a nice fancy car and drive up to, to Jerusalem or fly. I mean, she had to do it on carriage, right? Horses and carriage and get there. How, how many days it took her? In her 70s. And she made it her mission before she dies that she would find the Holy Cross. That she would find the Holy, the Holy Cross. Not only that, when she found the Holy Cross, what did she do? She started to build churches in Jerusalem. So now we have the actual cross that Christ died on with us in our hands for the first time. And then we start to build a church. Which church was built first? Church of the Resurrection. And then what did she do to consecrate that church? She called Bishop Athanasius, the Bishop of Jerusalem, the Bishop of what's now Constantinople-ish, and then the Roman Bishop. They all came to consecrate that church. So this was a universal event. This was not just a church built and became big later. It was big from day one. They consecrated the church and they celebrated the Holy Cross that was found, the cross of our Savior. And we're celebrating this, this time of the year. The cross, and that's really what we're talking about today, is very important. And the second time we're celebrating the cross happens when? In March. And this comes during the Holy fast during the Lent, usually, almost usually, and then, and then, what are we celebrating then? The cross. But what are we celebrating? The cross was lost. How was it lost? It was taken by the Persians. 
In the 600s, after the church was divided, the Persians came to, to Jerusalem and took the cross. And they took it to somewhere around Iran. And then Emperor Heracles, or Heracles, however you want to say it, what did he do? He went after them. He went after him, after them and got the cross back to Jerusalem. And that's what we're celebrating. And this happened, you know, Heracles is a, is a Chalcedonian king. He's not, he's not one of us. He's Eastern Orthodox. But somehow we still celebrate him because he brought the cross back. And we don't care who brought him. We still celebrate the incident because the cross is ours, all of us. So, so these are the two situations, the two incidents a year that we celebrate the Holy Cross. So let me just, I know the deacons say this fast and most of them are worried about the tune and the words. So let me slowly read this doxology with you that we prayed this morning in Matins. And pay attention to the words. I'll read it in English, but you can follow in Arabic if that's better for you. We too, the people of the Orthodox children, we bow down to the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We bow down in honor, not in worship. We venerate. We honor the cross. Yes. We honor the cross. Paul the Apostle speaks of the honor of the cross, saying, We will not boast except in the cross of Christ. We sing hymns, O faithful. To our Lord Jesus Christ, and we bow down to His cross, the immortal and holy word. We take pride in you, O cross, on which Jesus was crucified, for through your type we were set free. The mouths of the Orthodox and the seven orders of the angels, the deacons, take pride in you, O cross, of our good Savior. And listen to this one. We carry you across the strengths of the Christians powerfully around our necks. And we cry out openly, Hail to you across the joy of the Christians, the conqueror of the tyranny, and our steadfastness, we the faithful. We carry the cross around our necks, not for fashion. We carry it because we're blessed by the cross. We're honored by the cross. The cross is our pride. Yes. We brag that we have the cross in our life. And whenever we as Orthodox should go anywhere, we should have the crosses, some part of who we are. The guys can always put it under their shirt. That's fine. But the girls should have it openly. Openly around their neck. People who live in Muslim countries, they do that. And they get persecuted for it. We live in a free land where people don't care about the cross. They don't hate it. They don't care about it. But we're shy and ashamed of the cross. Isn't that silly? It's very silly. The cross is our pride. And we have to go back to thinking what the cross is to all of us. We have to show the cross openly and take pride in it internally. Hail to you, O cross, the joy of the Christians. We said that already. Hail to you, O cross, the comfort of the faithful. The steadfastness of the martyrs until they completed their tortures. You know the martyrs, they were doing the sign of the cross all the time. St. George, you know his story, right? With the poison, right? The deadly poison. What did he do? When they tied his hand so he can't do the cross, he did the cross by motioning with his head. St. Mina did the sign of the cross before he was martyred. And remember when I told you a few years ago that St. Anthony, when the demons start to attack him, what did he, what did he do? Then Athanasius tells us, but Anthony was the sign of the cross and 
the name of Jesus, the name of Christ, was able to conquer the demons. The sign of the cross and the name of Christ was able to conquer the demons. Hail to you, O cross, the weapon of victory. Hail to you, O cross, the throne of the king. The cross is a weapon. Yes. If you are being tempted, if you are going through a situation, if you are afraid, the sign of the cross is our go-to. And you don't have, I mean, it's nice if you do this, but you can also do it with your mind. You can also do it with your mind. The sign of the cross is a weapon. The sign of the cross is a weapon. It gives us security and safety because it is the sign of the Lord of glory. It's the sign, it's the power of God, like St. Paul tells us. The sign of the cross. If we're about to start a test, we do the sign of the cross. Before we drive, we do the sign of the cross. If I'm starting to get tempted with conversations, I do the sign of the cross. Hail to you, o cross, the sign of salvation. Hail to you, o cross, the shining light. Hail to you, o cross, the sword of the Spirit, the spring of grace, the treasure of good things to the end of the ages. And then they talk about King Constantine carried that cross to war and he was able to win the war because of the cross. At that time, the cross was not popular, by the way. Constantine grew up what? Pagan. He didn't, he was witnessing the whole martyrs and he didn't care. But when he knew about the cross, he didn't care anymore about his old life. He carried the cross and he was able to make all his troops convert and follow the cross. Greatly honor the sign of the cross of Jesus, our King and true God. And then we're talking about Christ being crucified to save our race. When we say our race, by the way, what are we saying? A human race, the humans. God's saving the humans so the kids would understand what that means. And we do let us honor Him crying out and saying, The cross is our weapon, the cross is our hope, the cross is our steadfastness and our troubles and sufferings. Okay. So, we get the idea about the cross. The gospel reading for today, it's about what? If anybody cannot carry his cross, it cannot be a disciple. And how do we carry our cross? Christ said it in the same reading. Deny yourself. That we deny ourselves. St. Paul says, I was crucified with Christ. I was crucified with Christ. Thus, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. But then look at what he said after that. But the life that I have now, so he's dead, but he's still living. But the life that I have now, in the flesh, I live it for him who loved me and gave himself up for me. What is St. Paul saying? He's saying that I crucified myself with Christ. That my passions, my wants, my ambitions, all the things that get us away from God, I crucified with Christ. They're dead. I'm now living, but that life has one thing in common, that one thing that it spins around it. That I live for Christ who what? Loved me. Singular. And gave himself up for me. We cannot appreciate the cross in the same way I just mentioned. If I don't think that Christ died for me. He died for me. He died for all of us. But he died for me. me. When Christ was on the cross. 
He remembered all my stupidity and all my foolishness and all my sins. And He made up for it on the cross. That's the only way you can appreciate the cross. If you think the cross is just a global thing it's for all of us, you'll never get to appreciate the power of the cross. But St. Paul tells us his secret. The life that they have now, in the flesh, it's for whom? For him who loved me and gave himself up for me. I should be the one on the cross, but he took my place. He took my place. So we have to understand the cross in two ways. One, I have to deny myself. I cannot. Imagine, and you're looking at the cross, and looking at our Lord and Savior being smeared in blood, and, and by people who are foolish, piercing Him, and mocking Him, and ridiculing Him. And I go about life, very walking in eggshells around people, big people in eggshells around me, that my ego is have to be worshipped. That my life has to have so much preciousness to it, that nobody can even cross the line with me. Nobody can even touch me. How can a Christian be like that? How? How can I not forgive? How can I not forgive? If this was done to Christ, the Lord and the Savior, my King and my Savior, how can I not forgive anyone? So I have to, I have to deny myself. I have to deny myself. The second thing is, Christ died for me personally. He died for me. Because he recalled to mind all my sins when he was on earth. And glory be to God forever. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.